Blog Talk Radio. Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing underprivileged children with basic necessities of life.
I'm also a board-certified integrative holistic health psychotherapist specializing in energy and vibrational sound therapy with a private practice in Sussex County, New Jersey, where From the Heart Radio streams to you live each and every week, bringing you optimistic and uplifting information from very interesting people, people who are making a positive impact in our world. We have a very special guest, Belinda Womack, who has joined us a number of times over the years. She is back. Belinda has been a clear messenger for the 12 Archangels for more than 30 years. And before being called to spiritual service, she worked as a scientist and still values the tangible results that come with using the simple yet profound tools of the 12 Archangels. She offers a multitude of online courses, advanced trainings, and YouTube videos on the teachings of the 12 Archangels of the Central Sun through her websites, BelindaWomack.com which is B-E-L-I-N-D-A-W-O-M-A-C-K.com and Belinda Womack, School of Spiritual Evolution.com. She's the author of the best-selling book, Lessons from the Twelve Archangels, which we spoke about previously, and her recently launched book, Angel Abundance, Revelations on True Wealth from the Twelve Archangels, which is our topic for discussion. Belinda, I am so grateful to have you back to the show. I thank you for taking time yet again to be here. It's certainly a pleasure to have you join us on From the Heart Radio. How are you being? I am being quite well, even in these intense days, and I am Grateful to be here and have this conversation with you. And, of course, the 12 Archangels are here as well to help all of us. Yeah, they are here. I know this. I know this to be true because before we went on air, I, I only spoke to two people that are in the queue, and then you popped in. And I asked each of them, is this Belinda Womack? And one of them was apologizing. She's apologizing to me. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, you're calling into the show. There's no need to apologize. And I got out of her and went to the next person. But when I was talking to her, there's something so soft and angelic about her voice. I swear, I'm thinking there's an angel on the line. Then I get to the next person. And she says, no, no. And her name is Maria. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, we have another angel on the line. I'm not kidding you. I feel like there's angel spirits on the line right now helping us out tonight. Not that we need the help or you need the help. I certainly do, but you don't. (laughs) Um, But, wow, these two women alone, it really set a tone for me. So I want to thank both of you, the one whose name I do not know, I apologize, and Maria for being on the line and, and, you know, just being who you are. You can feel their essence. I can feel their energy, and it is good. So, that's a great way to start, <laughs> knowing that we have good stuff going on. I love your new book, Angel Abundance, Revelations on True Wealth from the Twelve Archangels. You know, in your previous book, Lessons from the Twelve Archangels, which we did discuss and was also channeled, you mentioned the archangels want to teach us that heaven on earth is humanity's destiny. So my question is, you know, given the fact that society as a whole is not really moving toward that goal, the reason the archangels guided you to write this book or what was the catalyst and why now? Well, the 12 archangels want us to work with our divinity. They remind us that we are divine beings and that it really is our birthright to have true wealth, which they define as happiness and t as you already know everything is about vibration and when we Mm. live in our hearts when we live from that 
place, right, that energy, then we experience a completely different reality than what's on the news. And what the 12 archangels want is for all humanity and all beings on schoolroom earth to live in love and to live in abundance. And, you know, the whole concept of money can be incredibly stressful and despairing. It creates all kinds of suffering. And so they're, they're you know, and just get straight to their message, or that's where they're taking me, is that, hey, plug into your higher self. Plug into your soul. Plug into source. It's all the same vibration. And let spirit take care of you. Spirit's going and, to take care of us through us, right? But yes. it makes a big difference to to go there, plug in, and ask. Which is interesting because in your book, and I want to say after every chapter, because it's, it seems like it's more than that, the healing experiences throughout the book actually allow the reader to not just read about the lessons or the revelations, but to truly experience these tools, these, these meditations, these healings for themselves, for their own transformation, the, the messages or the healing experiences the archangels provide give us a lot of information. And it is, it is easy to see how we can get into that space of being with the angels and asking and, and discussing with them, having actual conversations with them throughout the book Ab- in these right, experiences. Right, absolutely, yes. Yes. That, and that's plugging the, in. <laughs> right, and they work. Um, they're, they're healing visualizations, healing exercises, what, whatever you want to um, call them. You know, officially they would be called a visualization. But the truth is, is that just by reading them, the energy starts to work. And the angels have put their love in every word of the book because they understand we're busy we may not, you know, we may not get it the first time through. You know, I, I have to be honest, I've read this book maybe, I don't know, five times after all the editing and, and maybe even more than that. And I open the book and I'm like, I've never seen that before. Where did that come mm-hmm. from? And you're the author. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that happens to me as a reader, you know, because I'm thinking this is one of those books that you would keep around and you just open it up and say, oh, yeah, that's exactly what I needed in this moment because that's where you open to. And the the healing experiences, or as you said, you know, wh- whatever we're calling them, I'll call them the healing experiences because that's what's in the book, are yes. so just by reading them, just by reading them, when it, when it starts out with close your eyes. You can't because you're going to read the rest of the, the you know, the whole paragraph <laughs> yes. and everything, right? So you're reading it, but you, you feel it on an energetic level. You can feel the presence of the angels being there with you. You can feel the holiness, which is um, it's interesting I'm using that word because the two women I spoke of earlier who are in the queue, there is a holiness about them. There is a real um, sacredness. And the book does that. The book brings that to the forefront so that you as a reader can experience, you actually experience the transformation. And the, the key is you know it. You know it while you're reading it. Did you find that? I mean, I know you're the author, but do you find that to be true amongst your readers? So far, yes. You know, because the angels like to do everything as an experience. They want us to have those tangible results where we feel lighter 
you know, and there's 63 of these healing experiences in this book. And it's amazing how, I don't know, just how transformational um, each one of them is. And they really support awakening. You know, even if we're already awake, bigger awakening, tuning in, being able to hear our intuition, connect with our soul, fire up that creativity, let go of what doesn't help us to hold on to anymore, you know, so that abundance can come in. Oh, yes. And the the funny part is when you're reading it, you can, uh, it's, you know, when somebody does something and it's a sucker punch and you feel it, it's visceral. This is visceral in a positive way, not in that oh, yucky, negative way. This is visceral in a positive way as you read. That's, that's what this does. That's what it did to me, and I can't imagine it's not doing the same for others. Well, that's what love does, right? Love expands yes. us and love lifts us out of the you know, reality of fear, and fear creates hell-like experiences for us. And what the angels do is they lift us vibrationally into our hearts into a happier reality and they really do that and that's what the book is designed to do to help us really to eliminate lack wherever it is in our lives however it's showing up because lack is created by fear and sure we're on schoolroom earth to experience fear to say i choose love i'm going to transform the fear with love and so we are here to learn that we don't really want fear. And the more of us that choose love and that let love work through us, we change the world for all concerned. It really does. Absolutely. It does. And it's a ripple effect. So if you think that the one thing that you do isn't much, it is. It's a ripple. No matter whether it's positive or negative, it's a ripple and it's going out there and it's going to affect a lot of people. So, you know, when somebody makes you feel a certain way, you turn around and, and kind of do that to others. And so when somebody makes you feel like, wow, this is a holy moment or a sacred moment or this is a loving, kind, thoughtful, generous moment, you turn around and you be that with another person. And if, by the same token, if you act negatively, you kind of turn around and do that too because, you know, we're human and that's what we do. But it's very, um, the world needs this right now. The world needs the, the angels right now and the fact that we can learn to communicate with them through your book clearly, easily, and it, it's instantaneous too. It's not like you have to do this for 21 days and become a habit. No, as you read it, you will feel it, it will make a difference, and it will create transformation. I do have a question for you about the various schools of thought on how many archangels there are. You know, Jehovah's Witnesses believe there's one, Michael. And then there are a lot of religions that believe anywhere between 7 or 17. There is um, someone who believes that there's 15, but there are many more. You state that there are 12 archangels. However, do you refer to them as the 12, and you do refer to them as the 12 archangels of the central sun. So are there many in different capacities, and that's why there are discrepancies in the actual number of archangels, or... Or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, so the truth is, and this is something that you have to feel with your heart, is that numbers are symbolic. 
So when the 12 archangels say that there are 12 of us, they are speaking also in symbolic language because the number 12 represents evolution, awakening, moving up the spiral of ascension, becoming more free. If you ask, are there 12 of them, they're going to laugh because their number (laughs) can grow to be infinite. It depends on what is needed in the great universe because angels multiply just like if you turned up the sound the volume on a on a um, you know on the radio or on a show that's what mm-hmm. angels do they just increase their energy depending on what kind of help we need that's why as an example archangel michael can help every human being on schoolroom mm-hmm. earth and usually is helping every human being on schoolroom earth, whether they know that or not, because that specific angel you know, brings in highest will, highest truth, courage, awareness, and that's what we all need, Archangel Michael. But we need, we need, we need all of them. So what the, the team of the 12 archangels, they say, please, don't worry about our number. You know, the number seven refers to the number of days of a week. Well, the number 12 refers to the number of signs in the zodiac, the number of months in a year. That represents cycles, and that's why we will hear different numbers. So, for example, 15, that's supposed to be the number of rays coming off of the central sun, but that's symbolic. What you do with numbers is you take 1 plus 5, that equals 6, and that's universal love. So we come, right. back, to, we come back to love, always love. That's great. That's good to know because when you, you're referring to the 12 archangels of the central sun, and my question is, okay, the 12 archangels of the central sun, what is their connection to schoolroom earth? There are people that wonder, what is schoolroom earth? So can you explain to us schoolroom earth and what the connection is between the 12 archangels of the central sun and schoolroom earth? Okay. So first of all, the central sun is the same as the central soul, which also means creator, divine oneness, mother, father, God, the great universe, great spirit, infinite divine source. Their term is central sun because they're trying to remind us to plug into your own sun, your own source, your own soul. So they were called by creator, divine oneness, to build schoolroom earth. It is a place in the great universe where souls get to come and experience the opposite of love, which is called fear, and the dilutions of love that we get to experience, all the different various dilutions of love, and which means different degrees of fear, right? Some things mm-hmm. are super, super loaded with fear, and some things are just manipulative and confusing. So we come here to be able to learn, well, what does love feel like? And what happens when we choose love over fear, which we don't even have to know we're doing that. The the angels teach, just choose love. Just focus on surrendering to undiluted love. Because as we do that, we lift the vibration. So we're here to 
feel, experience the power of love. And from their perspective, if we go, you know, there's no time in in heaven, but they say if you go to the beginning of Schoolroom Earth, it's that, you know, this this school was created because oneness didn't understand the value of love. Bottom line, we didn't know how good we had it, T. We didn't understand. And so when you come to school, and you and you lose that connection that's what the ego does with the source that is all loving and protective and kind and blissful and you get to experience the opposite of that eventually you wake up and you say you know what give me the love back i'll take the love and when we start to work with love as a power through our intention Everything changes on the inside of us. We feel a whole lot better, but everything changes in our lives. And we start to really walk and feel and live from that place of immortality and that we are protected, that we are guided, that we are looked after, and that we are learning. So if we bump our knee or we have something not go our way, as we wake up, we go, okay, what is this teaching me? How is this showing me where I can bring even more love into my being and express more love to others? So that's how it works. And it can be in any situation, too, because it's so much, I've oftentimes people have said, oh, love is so hard. And I'm like, love is not hard. Love is easy. Fear is hard. Fear you have to work at. It takes a lot to be depressed and downtrodden and in fear. You're working at it. It is so exhausting. Love's not exhausting. So when you, when you are in a situation and you, can, and you have the awareness to say, shift this. I need to shift the perspective as to how it would be if I came from a place of love rather than a place of fear. It happens very quickly that you can shift it once you're aware. And that makes a huge difference. I was driving out of my neighborhood, and I looked to my left, I looked to my right, I looked to my left, I looked to my right, and I pulled out. And this woman came barreling around. It's a, it's a hidden curve. And I could see her face, and I pushed my car in reverse, and I backed up. And she was trying to go behind me. I backed up, and she went by. You know, She flipped me the bird, and I was like, yeah, okay, I guess I deserved it. I didn't see her. And I, I sat there for a few seconds, and I thought, please, God, protect her. She was going really fast. Maybe I did not see her. I did not see her, but I did look twice in each direction and thought I was okay. And the whole way that I was getting to my destination, I was praying that she would be okay and everything would be good for her because that felt better than being in fear of, hey, we almost had an accident. We didn't. The angel saved me. I firmly believe that. There was, a, there was a quick, you know, boom that didn't happen. And I thought, okay, this is really good, but it's, it's being in control and confident and knowing that, I'm protected all the time, and you can come from love just by looking at the other person and thinking, maybe this was a way for her to slow down. Maybe this was a wake-up call for her, and nobody got hurt. And I think when you do that, it's easier, actually, than getting mad and thinking, you know, that person was barreling around the corner. It's not my fault. I didn't think it was my fault, but I knew it would be if we had an accident because I was pulling out. But I looked both ways, and I thought, nope, this is on me. But maybe I was the reason for 
the incident to happen so she could slow down. Because I knew I didn't need to slow down. I was slowed down. But when you slow down, you do things differently. And that's when love comes into play. Do you find that to be true? The more you slow down, the more that you are, are taking awareness into account, love prevails? So sure, I would say that all of humanity is learning patience pretty much constantly. Like if we looked at the uh, books for Schoolroom Earth, I think patience is definitely in every uh, grade that we have to go through. And what the angels would say to you, T, is that there was also um, a message for you with the, mm-hmm. with the woman behind you in that it's an opportunity for you to say, okay, anywhere in my life where I've ever felt pushed, bullied, disrespected, confused, abused, I forgive it all. I forgive it all. Yeah, there was forgiveness. Right? The unconsciousness of the world, I forgive it. It's really weird because that did come into play. As I was driving along, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgive myself and I forgive everybody. It was just weird. It was, I, was, I felt like I was transcended somewhere that I didn't belong, but I did. And I felt like the more you're aware, the more that you see these things differently from a different perspective, it doesn't make you better than anybody else. It doesn't make you, you know, holier than thou. It just makes you aware and you realize how lucky you are. And when you realize the the and I don't like the word luck, but how aware you are, but how lucky you are, I guess I can use that. It just, it just makes you want to do more in that vein. And I think that just opens your heart. Every, every instance opens your heart just a little bit more. And the more you open your heart, the more it's going to open more. Well, I totally agree with you. There's plenty of, of people on the planet that are entertained by fear and negativity mm. and seeing themselves as victims. And what the angels teach is, hey, you know, love them anyway. Uh, forgive even that which is unforgivable. Forgive even that which is not even yours to forgive. Hold that vibration of love because that does reach them, even though you don't know them. That's what's going to help. Instead of giving our energy over to, hey, I want to you know, wake everybody up, I want to shake them up, that's actually not our job. That job belongs to their souls, and they're, the angels explain this in Angel Abundance, their book. Hey, they're in their own movie theaters. You stay in your own theater, you keep your vibration up, that's what's going to help the rest of the world. Yeah, and isn't that what happens when we surrender the will of ego to the will of soul? Well, sure, because that brings us back into alignment with our heart, uh, which is the bigger part of us that connects with source. And our heart is the messenger for the soul or a higher self. It's all one and the same. We use different terms, but it really means the same. It's the bigger part of us. It's the part of us that is immortal, that is spirit. And so when we can bring ego home to our divinity, that's the word the angels wanted me to use, then we calm down. Our ego is the only part of us that can buy into separation and victim consciousness and fear and you know there's and lack that there's not enough for us. So when we surrender that ego by just saying I surrender. I surrender. It brings ego home 
and we calm down, and that's when we can have that beautiful awareness that you are speaking of that says, now, wait a minute. Is there something I need to learn from here? Is there something that's going to help me to grow so that my life gets better this afternoon than it was this morning? Yeah, absolutely. It, it's so um, it's so eye-opening and so freeing. There's a freedom to knowing when you're in those awareness moments. And there's also a freedom in recognizing when you're being human and you're not. Because, I mean, we all do that. You do it a lot, and but you can tell when you're in those moments of, you know, complete awareness and and giving up your your ego to your soul. Well, and we are divinely human, and by doing that, what we're we're bringing that vibration of divinity, which just means undiluted love. So we're bringing love into the density, into the part of us that is that physical human being connected with earth but also connected with all the other people so if we want to be consciousness shifters this is the wisest way to do it we don't have to you know go marching up and down with big picket signs that say you know wake up idiots what we can that was from the angels they have quite the sense of humor by the way Um, (laughs) what what they what they say to us is Bring the love inside of you, radiate it, walk it, live it. Then your vibration, it's like a lighthouse that also sings beautiful music. Just by you being that true, authentic, divinely human self, you help all concern. And it's a good contagion because it does go out there and it, affects everyone yourself your family your friends and everyone else but also Gaia all the animals everything on this planet is affected by everything that we do and when we raise that vibration to a higher level we can feel into nature more and you can feel into Gaia more and other people as well I think it brings out your compassion your kindness and your forgiveness well we all have those ingredients Mm. within us we do have them. No matter how how lost um, they may appear to be, we can we can reconnect with those beautiful elements. And the twelve archangels teach that uh, Gaia is one of the twelve. She is a, an archangel, and so she's a lot stronger and wiser than some human beings give her credit for. Uh, she is really dedicated to helping all of humanity, and then from humanity, all of divine oneness, to wake up to choice, to love, to respect, to respecting the mother, to respecting the feminine and feelings and being creative. There is nothing as as creative as Mother Nature. And she's constantly showing us that abundance is our birthright. But it does help to respect who we are, that creator is creating through each and every one of us. And, you know, you, you mentioned the, um, the feminine and that, you know, the fear archetypes of the old male, the control and the judgment, and the old female, guilt and unworthiness, they are such excellent teachers to all of us. And sometimes you don't even know it. 
but they are excellent teachers for what what we're doing on this planet in this life at this time. Well, absolutely. Fears old male. He's so crafty, you know. He says that if you don't buy into the patriarchal, you know, the old male patriarchal system, you won't have any money. You're going to starve to death. And that's deeply embedded in the genetic material of being a human being that, you know, the angels are working on lifting and transforming. And the old fierce old female is right in there teaching us to feel guilty, to feel unworthy, to feel ashamed, so that we don't ask. We don't even ask source for what we need. We don't ask God for what we need. We're God's children. It's our birthright to ask for what we need. And God always delivers what we ask for or something even better. It does have to work in a way that's for the greatest good of all. But mm-hmm. when you, when we learn how to live that way and trust it, it it's amazing. It's amazing how we become, I can't say we're fully immune to the old male and the old female, but at least we catch them and can say, you know, I just don't, I can't be bothered with you right now. You just have to go. I'm going to fill up with <laughs> worthiness. I'm going to let go of control. And, you know, I'm going to. I'm going to be a world server and do what I'm here to do. Yep. Go, I'm going along for the ride with full trust. You mentioned trust, and that is key because when people are, when we hold on to something and we want it so badly that our, our hands are clenched, that is lack. We're showing lack, and that's what we're focusing on, and that's what we're going to draw in more of. So when we trust and open ourselves up to whatever it will be that's of the highest good, those things start to manifest. But I have people asking, I'm reading some of the screen here, and one of the questions is, is there a specific way to ask the angels for help? Well, there's not a specific way. The most important thing they say is do it. Now, Belinda's personal favorite way, because it's a vibrational shift, is I like to start the asking with thank you. Right? Mm -hmm. So thank you, angels, for totally being in charge of Belinda's mouth during this interview don't let anything pass through my lips that's not for the greatest good as an example i start with thank you yeah that always works because i think i think gratitude is the secret to life that's just t's interpretation (laughs) (laughs) well uh, t is very wise yeah because it, it it Gratitude is a so there's some magic listener uh, elixirs for your listeners, right? There's gratitude, there's forgiveness. Now these are actually powers; they're not just mental thoughts. Right. There is uh, unconditional love. There is asking to be filled with safety and security from the divine mother, and there is. You know, asking to be filled with surrender. Surrender is definitely another amazing power, as is truth and trust and faith. Yeah, so they're not say, just Dave. words, right? They're not just right. words. They're experiences. you got to feel them. Yeah. Yeah. And you have to feel them because they, the feelings that go along with it are actually the fuel 
That's the fuel. You can, you can say thank you a million times to 25 million different people, and you're throwing away the thank you if there's no feeling behind it. It's just two words that don't have any meaning because we're so used to saying, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. It's, it's a throwaway. But when you look somebody in the eye and you say thank you, or when I ask a question and then I realize I ask somebody to do something, and two seconds later I'll say thank you. I mean it. I might not have said it when I said, can you get me this? Thank you. I'll say, can you get me this? And then I'll wait a second. I'll say, thank you. Because I want them to know that I real it made a difference. You know, it really meant a lot. Um, one of the things that you mention in your book, you speak about three primary divine laws that help us receive abundance from source. So I was wondering if we could go through each one of those and, and you can explain to us how they help us. The first one, I believe, is the law of as above, so below, as within, so without. Yes, so... As above means the vibration of heaven, undiluted love. So below is earth where we get to experience fear. The so within is our own emotional and mental makeup, everything that's going on in there. And the so without is what's happening in our reality. So it's a very simple but beautiful law that is so incredibly powerful and helpful. As we bring in heaven's love inside of our humanity into our vessel we are bringing that love into the earth the so below but it's within us so then our reality it's divine law it has to change and become more heavenly and the the law will prove itself over and over and over again the second law is the law of one and Mm -hmm. it it means in a nutshell, that what Belinda chooses to think or do or believe impacts all concern, not just on schoolroom earth, but all of divine oneness. And so when I choose love or any single person out there chooses to keep their vibration up and chooses love, that sends out, as you said earlier, the positive ripple effect that we all feel and what the angels teach is that mother nature responds immediately to everything we experience because she's always balancing the energetic impact so like if we're hurt nature responds with help for us and that's the law of one and then the third law is the law of energy which some people would think of as the law of of vibration Everything is made of energy, everything. And so when we understand that and we understand that to have our energy, that means our thoughts, our beliefs, even our memories, our experiences, basically our past. When we realize that our past has a vibration and when we raise the vibration of that past and we fill it with love, then our energy, that vibration goes up and we are reconnected to the first law as above. We are, we are now resonating more at the vibration of heaven with everything we do, everything we create. And so then, of course, it helps all of oneness. And when you put the three laws together, it makes what many people call the law of attraction 
when when you walk and talk and you talk your walk at the vibration of love then you automatically draw to you you don't even have to ask it will come but it's still nice to ask um spirit but whatever you need just shows up it just it's just on automatic and that's what the angels say helps us human beings to have a happy childhood no matter our age and it really builds trust and faith when we let these laws help us and we start to go wow i didn't even i didn't even have to ask for help and here it is look at this everything i need is being given to me that's actually the way god works let me give it to you and i think that's because some of it is subconscious and where we're not wanting it so badly. We're, we're, you know, crushing our hands together where we can't receive anything. We're making fists because we want it. You know, it's just there it is, and it's within you, and it's being gifted to you in a way that will work for your highest good and the good of everyone else on the planet. And it just, it's just the way it should be. And when you're in that mode, because, you know, it's like a cycle. Things go up, things go down, right? The more you can be in that mode by bringing that forth, the more you're going to see, the more you'll have to be thankful for, the more that you'll be giving out that vibration, which is, I mean, the higher vibrational power is just, that that's your soul. Your soul just wants to help you with more and more when you're at that higher vibration. And to stay there, whether it's because of creativ- creativity and receiving abundance or just in gratitude or putting out things that are positive, really helps you and everyone else. And I think probably the only thing that I have some people in the queue asking the question about actual wealth, the only thing that comes up as a negative right now, it's huge, is financial debt and how we can transform. Can the angels really help us to transform financial debt into something that will work far better than just, you know, praying to whoever the God of our understanding is to try to get out of the debt we're in or receive more funding. How do people do that? How do they transform financial debt into something that's going to work for them so that they're not feeling that struggle? What is, what are some of the steps they need to take to end that cycle? So the angels talk quite a lot about this in their book in a very beautiful way. But I'm going to give you the nutshell version, which is Mm -hmm. ask your soul to fill you, your humanity, with gratitude for your value as a child of creator. And you can substitute. The angels will use every possible word for God, meaning spirit, infinite divine source, source great universe so please listeners you use the terminology that works best for your heart that makes you feel the most expanded Uh, but that's what it is you see through the negative aspects of the major world religions and fears old male and old female we forget that we have value that we really are children of the divine we're not here going through school by ourselves to be beat up and punished and so the angels say that debt is symbolic for self-doubt and that doubt is do i do i believe do i trust that 
I am allowed to receive. And it's not a head thing because we can we can believe it with the 10% of our consciousness, but if the 90% of the subconscious says, nope, I'm not right. worthy of anything, I don't deserve anything, then it just slows it down. The subconscious has a great deal of influence over what we experience, and that's why the angels say, bring love in. You know, they say, doubt out, trust in. Doubt out, trust in. Trust is an energy at a higher, much, much higher vibration than doubt. You bring trust in, you transform the doubt, and then your debt begins to disappear. So, and there will be logical ways, like spirit will guide you and say, okay, well, here's something creative that you can do that's going to make you really happy. And so it's not just that income may come from that creative outlet. It's that magical, miracle things can happen, which are quite amazing. So it does work. The other thing that they say is put all of your debts that you have, put them in the violet fire ocean. Now, the violet fire is the energy that's in the crown chakra or battery of spiritual energy at the top of the head. And that energy, creator gave us this energy to transform fear. And it is also the energy of forgiveness. So what we're doing is we're forgiving those debts. We're forgiving self. We're forgiving others. Even if it has nothing to do with the credit card, right? It's out there in the violet fire ocean. When we think of the debts, we say, I forgive wherever the doubt is inside of me. Wherever it is, I forgive it. And I choose to trust that, yes, I am a child of the divine, worthy of freedom. So that's another thing that the angels teach is instead of just asking, you can ask for money. They, they, they don't tell you not to do that, but they do say that what the smartest thing for us to do is to think about what you want to use the money for. So we'll use financial debt as an example. That we want, you know, we want freedom from debt. So they say, go to your soul, which is just in your thoughts, in your intention, and say, thank you for filling me with freedom. Thank you for filling me with freedom of doubt in myself, doubt in creator, doubt that my soul is taking care of me. That is a super-duper financial debt dissolver. And that is a way that we can support changing the vibration of currency and ending financial lack here on Schoolroom Earth. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Because it is overwhelming, particularly now with all that we're seeing out there and prices going up. I know this is a huge area for people where they're, you know, it's very difficult for people. But that does help. And it will work because if somebody gives you a dollar and you say thank you for the money, people can laugh at you. But when you thank for that money, whatever the money that is that comes in, you'll find that you'll be getting more and that you will be able to get what you need. Not always get what you want. You know, that guy in Florida, person in Florida who won $1.5 billion, that's great. Lucky them. But others are lacking. And 
they will get what they need in order to be able to be happy because the true wealth is happiness. It's not money. It's not money related at all. Well, they, the angels say that it's our birthright to have, to be prosperous, but they're very, they're very transparent in what they teach. That's why it's called revelations on true wealth. They say that very often the super financially wealthy are the most miserable. They have the most lack because money can't buy you health, it can't buy right. you love, and it can't buy you happiness. It can buy you a little bit of a false sense of security. Uh, but there's a better form of that security, which is trust and faith and filling up with Divine Mother's love because then you have that joy you really do feel safe if you're a billionaire and this isn't true for everyone but you can be walking around with intense fear that what if you're not a billionaire tomorrow or your best friend has a billion more than you do you know you get caught up and you can get caught up in all of those ego games so prosperity from the angel's perspective is you don't have to think about money it doesn't control you it doesn't rule your life you get to focus on why you are here and this is our birthright and this is what we should focus on instead of watching everything on the news that focuses on who's got money how the dow jones industrial average fell you know all this stuff that we're seeing how prices are going up it's overwhelming and and that turns everyone's focus toward the wrong perspective. Well, it does, and it's a trick, right? There's, it's just loaded with fears, old male yep. and old female, and lies and deception. You can't, well, you can if you want to. You can buy into it. You can believe it, but you're believing illusion. Your love is real, and abundance is real. It's not, it's not make-believe. It's where you really are well looked after. You lack nothing. And that is the way that the angels want us to live and our souls want us to live. But we have to learn. We're in school. We have to learn that that's the smart way. And no disrespect yeah. for the man that won the lottery, but, right. you know, to... to use so much energy and maybe he didn't but so much energy and playing the lottery and getting caught up in all of that can be uh exhausting when you know when you live in that place of you know i'm in school let's learn let's choose love i'm gonna let my soul take care of me and take care of the bills it works it really, really works. It, can, it, can, it absolutely does. It, it, it can be very beneficial to everyone. It's not just you because the people that are born into money may not look at it the same way as the people who actually had to put the effort in and earn the money and learn along the way. There's something to be said for learning about everything instead of just being given things. You know, it's, it's not a given when you learn things not the hard way, but when you actually learn things to go through, I think you come out with a better perspective than if something's just handed to you on a silver platter. 
Well, what the angels teach, and, and T.I. certainly, you know, had um, a pretty rough go of it as a child and, and several really pretty intense rough spots in my in my life, even working for the angels, because you, you know, you have to learn even more. But what I want to say is that when we, when we surrender and we learn, then when abundance comes, when we have those miracles happen, it sticks with us. Then we really get it. It becomes a part of our flesh and bones. We know what it means to be looked after. And people who have always had that, they have to learn these lessons in sometimes harder ways. Yes. You know, the angels teach that not ha- you know, having not enough money in your pocket when you want to have more money in your pocket, that can be an easier way to learn these lessons, especially the one about doubt, uh, because truly, you know, doubt can be a monster that just steps inside of us and can gobble us up unless you know what trust feels like and you invite in that energy of heart and soul. And then then you don't, you don't have that kind of fear of what if the stock market crashes tomorrow because you go, God's got me. The angels yep. got me. Right? And. Yeah, and that's faith because, you know, faith of a mustard seed, right? A mustard seed is so tiny. That's all the faith you need. You only need that amount of faith. What it doesn't say is that you have to have that amount of faith, that tiny, tiny amount of faith with absolutely positively zero doubt, zero doubt. The minute you bring doubt into it, forget it. The faith is gone. You only need that much faith, but even a smaller amount of doubt will kill it. You have to have the faith, and that's what faith is. It's no doubt. It's just faith that everything will work out, that you are protected, that you are guided, that that everything is, you know, that you're surrounded by love. You know, one of the things that we're getting to the top of the hour, so I want to ask this this question because I found it, I don't know, it surprised me a lot. Um, You talk about the angels included imagery exercises to support good sleep, and I know, we all know that sleep is important, but to have the archangels include healing experiences to support, to support good sleep, that just, I just, I laughed at first and I thought, oh my gosh, this has to be much bigger than I even thought it was. I mean, I thought sleep was a big deal, but it's got to be an even bigger deal when the angels are including it amongst everything. Did they have anything else to say about that? Well, it's the way that we connect with that divine inner child we connect with soul. That's what the visualizations, the healing experiences that they give at the end of the book. It's to really plug us into soul and into source while we sleep. So we're being nourished so that we wake up more awake than when we went to sleep. So they have an agenda with those healing exercises. <laughs> yes. And I felt like that's probably a rejuvenation, a replenishing, a refueling, a refilling, whatever you want to use for these these words, you know, that actually get us closer to the angels through our sleep. Because dreams are very, you know, uh, you're, when you're asleep, you're not thinking about anything. Your brain is not functioning the way it should be. You're not conscious. Your Your subconscious is going and you're able to take in more. And I thought perhaps that had something to do with it because... 
I, I just, I don't know. It just surprised me about when, when the sleep came up, I thought, wait, we're going into sleep mode now. Okay. <laughs> I had to laugh because I thought this is really important. I need to pay attention, but I want to get the take on it. I wanted to hear it from you. <laughs> well, that's what they're doing, right? They are, they are um, helping us to be expanded divine human beings each and every day. And they wanted to have something also that is fun and engages the creative imagination at the end because just before that part of the book are really intense but beautiful chapters on how we can move humanity out of lack, out of the out of poverty, out of violence, out of uh, global warming and, and pollution. So they wanted to balance that. Angels are all about balancing with, okay, you've helped us. You've helped what they call the one human body or the human collective. Now let us give you some highest magic, miracle making, which actually makes us far more receptive to being helped, to being helped and loved. And you know that's so true. Your book, as you go through it, and you and I, I read the the healing exercises. I wasn't able to do them outside of reading them once, you know, because I read the book for the show. So I'm thinking this is a really cool book to go back to because I could feel something shifting every time I read one of the healing experiences, and they seemed to uh, they were it's almost like it was cumulative, one upon the other. Do you know what I mean? It was. You know, you do one and then the next one was even more, I don't want to say intense, but you could feel it better. You could feel it more. As you were reading along or as I was reading along, I could feel a difference with each one. And it got, it got more, I will say the word intense, but not, not in a bad way. It was just, it just, you just felt it so much more. So it seemed to me that it was cumulative. Is that was that an intention or is that just something I got from it? Was it intended to be cumulative in that way or was it just something that I got? It's definitely cumulative. And then every time you go return to the book and you say, mm-hmm. okay, what, do I, what do I need now? You're going to feel it even more. Yeah. Whether and you're going to read something. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes when you pick up, uh, even today when I was, uh, you know, I was looking at the book again to because I read it earlier and I was looking at the book to refresh my memory I thought okay I don't I don't remember some of this stuff and I thought I know it was there I know they're not gnomes in the middle of the night writing in the book but that happens oftentimes with books the more you read it the more you get especially books that um, yeah 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 especially with a book like this yeah you're going to get more each time so it is such a uh, it's such a good book to have and, and to build your vibration for yourself, for others, for family, for friends, for everyone on the planet, for the planet itself. It's such a good book. It is so – I loved your first book. We talked about that one years ago. But this one, I don't know. There's something about this one that really moved me even more. So thank you, thank you, thank you for for talking to the angels and, and taking the dictation or whatever so that you could get this book out to all of us to help us because I think it is a huge help for everyone. And, you know, I just really appreciate all your effort and, and your time being here tonight. I want to thank you for that too. And since we are almost out of time, before we go, would you tell our listeners how they can learn more about you, your work, and all of your offerings? Well, I would love any listener um, interested to visit my website, 
BelindaWomack.com, just my name. You can find a link to the books there. You can find um, free gifts of a free course, free meditations. You can learn about all the courses that I've channeled, which are super helpful. So, again, just BelindaWomack.com. Gosh, Linda, thanks so much for being here. I mean, really appreciate it. You've been back so many times, and I just love having you here. It's always a wealth of information, and I know that the, you know, the listener response is always very good from you being here. So thank you so much. I truly appreciate your time. Well, I appreciate all you do, too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Now it's your turn to do some good. We need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on From the Heart Radio, so please share it with your friends. You know, we live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we're meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. And this is where you find the tools to do just that. So please share what you heard by sending the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they can learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. Please also check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, where every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100%. We are run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries for anyone. There's no overhead of any kind. Every penny supports children in need. And right now we're helping subsidize the cost of mental health sessions for children. So if you can, go to our website, SojiKids, S-O-J-I-K-I-D-S dot org, and make a donation at Soji Huggles. We are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. Please be sure to like us on Facebook, Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. I am your host, T-Love, at From the Heart Radio, intending you and yours a most enjoyable week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well.